Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, an award-winning show dedicated to helping contractors generate more revenue, employ more people, and serve more customers. Powered by Rival Digital. Tune in each week to learn how other business owners and industry professionals across the country are staying ahead of the curve in an ever-changing business landscape. So, are you ready to dominate your marketing, get a grip on your operations, and build the business you've always dreamed of? Join your host, Eric Thomas, and get a fresh perspective on what it takes to create a world-class contracting business. The best idea wins. Now, here's Eric Thomas. What is going on? Sometimes I say yo, yo, yo. Sometimes I say what is going on. I have had a hard time really figuring out what the standard what the right operating is. procedure. Yeah, I don't. I, I feel like I need to write like an SOP for this, like like an input output trigger uh, standard operating procedure for the podcast. Podcast starts. Eric says yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Next step, Eric and Lucy's guest. Just kidding. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, where we believe the best idea wins. And today we're going to dream big, baby. We got my man, Mac Chambers, on the show. Super excited about this. Mac, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent today. Absolutely excellent. Love to hear it. And I got to ask, I love, and our listeners cannot... Uh, visualize this or they can't see it but I, I love the horns on the wall back there the back we'll see right here yes yes i i picked a quiet corner of my little world here at the house which is uh is my son's room it's the quietest room in the whole house because it's the furthest from everything and uh and so yeah that's part of his room as you can see the h here behind me right right here uh yeah first little word his name and that lights up by the way Nice. That's good stuff. Well, Mac, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you on today because I know you've got an incredible story to share. You've, you've been in the industry for a while. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, you know, for, for our listeners out there, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell them a little bit more about sure. who you are, kind of how you got into the industry and, and how you got to where you're at today. Absolutely. Well, as, as you've already said, my name is Mac Chambers. I am uh, the new the new owner of a uh, brand called Dream Heating and Cooling, and it's a, it's a brand new out of the box company here. And so that's by the time this airs, that it will be in infancy. Um, I have been in the industry probably like a lot of people who are owning businesses right now, um, working and maybe even still working kind of behind some wrenches. I grew up around it. Um, second generation. And so, um, shoot, I'm trying to think a time in my life where, where this industry wasn't involved, um, all the way back to a small kid watching my dad, um, build his ladder rack for his very first truck for the company back when I was probably, I don't know, I was five or six. And inevitably I became the flashlight holder at about 13 or 14. Um, I'm not stealing that story. I know there's another one out there like that. Uh, big name like that. But yeah, about 13 or 14, uh, I started holding flashlights. And uh, I will tell you, I did not like crawl spaces. Uh, I did not like heat. 
And it took me years to be comfortable crawling under a house. Got over that. Didn't know what a Phillips head screwdriver was. Didn't know what a flathead screwdriver. I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. And uh, that became a summer job. You know, I said, hey, I I can make money doing this. And I kicked around with my dad during the summer, working very, very long hours, and um, kind of settled into that from about 15 or 16, and I uh, got in my 20s, and I, I spent a lot of time in music, and focused on that for a little bit. Yep, yep, so spent my time behind the guitar, doing some fun stuff, and uh, being a little wild. And then in uh, 2010, our uh, son came on the scene, and I said, you know what? I actually have to get a career, and uh, I need to actually make some money uh, because music does not pay that. <laughs> and um, so January 2011, um, I had, you know, obviously still was working around the family business but not in it. Came to him and said, hey, I need a, I need a career. But if I'm going to do this, I want to do this right. And here's our bring to the table. And um, that began my journey into uh, what is now my world. And um, I, I was, I, you know, I've been in a, over a couple decades, but I knew nothing. I really knew nothing of business. I, I, I don't have a college degree. I'm not, uh, I do not consider myself to be highly intelligent. Uh, which is probably selling myself short. Um, but I dug into learning and figuring it out. And um, that's when I got a relationship with Danny Antonelli at Kick Charge and learned about rebranding and marketing from the grassroots, got involved at the time. Uh, Todd Lyles was my kind of introduction into the sales training world. And uh, since have trained with a bunch of different ones and little by little, I have worked my way to where I am now. And um, finally, one day said, hey, you know what? I think it's uh, I think it's my my time to to birth a, uh, uh, something of my own. And so here we sit with dream heating and cooling. Yeah. Dream heating and cooling. Super stoked about that one. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a really unique way and you know it's i i feel like i always say you know home services it's like the island of misfit toys because like we all just kind of stumble into it somehow i mean mm-hmm. this is episode 160 something and it never fails i mean i could be talking to a big cat at a big company i could be talking to someone who's been around it for a long time, someone who's in you know, various different stages of their career. And they all have some kind of like random story about how they got into the trades. Yeah. And, and it was my, never my, like I, full intentional. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're a kid, like when I was a kid, I was like, I want to be a, uh, I want to be a basketball, which of course that's what like six year olds say. I was like, I want to be a basketball when I grow up. And then I realized that that's not actually a career. Um, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then, you know, it's like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a doctor. Um, and I, I wonder, you know, could the trades, could blue collar, you know, work 
could that be the thing, you know, where maybe one day a, a five or six year olds in, in kindergarten and they're asking what you want to be when you grow up. And they say, I want to be a plumber or I want to be yeah, a right. heating and air technician. I feel like that's gotta be coming soon. Right. It's got, it's gotta be, you know, I think I think the interesting thing about it, and this kind of drives a lot of, of the heart of what we're doing with this company, is uh, one of the things I watch, especially being born, kind of born into it uh, to a degree, uh, but even coming from an artistic world where art is valued so highly, you know, we, we look at people in that culture and think, oh, you know, these big artists, how much value they bring to the table. And typically our industry now in the blue collar is viewed as, oh, well, you did that because you really couldn't do anything else. It was a plan B. And uh, a lot of heart behind it became, hey, what if we could change that narrative a little bit? Not not even for future people, but for guys and, and men and women now is just sit back and say, hey, you know, don't think of what you do as a, well, I couldn't do any better, so I did this. You know, if plumbers and electricians and HVAC technicians sat out for a week across the country, think of what our nation would fall into. Absolute chaos. Absolute chaos. Yeah. Hospitals couldn't function. Uh, our, our major facilities couldn't function. And so we can't forget what we bring to the table. So my hope is that that can start to change to where the profession is viewed a lot differently younger in life. You know, even yeah. if we could get people in high school to see it that way now, because uh, we haven't even broken into that age group very well yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was in high school, they had, um, you know, here in Virginia, it's called New Horizons, but it was yeah. it was essentially like. There was, there was really two types of kids that went there. One, you know, for the kids uh, like my wife who, like my wife wanted to go into dental hygiene. They had like a dental assisting program where you would go to high school half a day and then you would go to New Horizons half a day and learn like dental assisting or, um, you know, auto repair, like certain, you know, different things. Um, but then you also, you would go to New Horizons if you were like me and you were a troubled uh, troubled kid <laughs> that had to go <laughs> with all the other troubled kids and, um, you know, be closely monitored. Um, but you know, that's, that's the thing. Like we, you got to think that you know, with, with, even with high school, like how much, I don't know, maybe cause I'm not the one coming up with curriculum, but I feel like if I was the one coming up with curriculum in high school, I would be like, Hey, you know, Sure, not all these kids are going to be doctors and lawyers and have to go to school for 10 years, but we could come up with some type of curriculum or program to send them to uh, some form of like trade school for two hours a day to go learn about pipe fitting and, and, you know, gas lines and stuff like that. So they can get out of high school and go make $75,000 right away, $80,000 or more, you know, in the trades. Yeah. Could you imagine someone off saying to you at 18 years old, if you, if you'll stick with me, let me invest some time and some money into you. By the time you're 21, you can be making 60 or $70,000. If you really apply yourself, I, I, I would have been, yeah, absolutely. But the, those conversations don't happen. 
you know, the conversation is always we'll go to college and uh, find some sort of desk job or tech job or whatever it may be. Well, good luck, you know, because you're now competing with an even larger pool of people who want that same kind of, you know, in their mind walking into the to the uh, Google workplace with espresso machines and snack bars and everything else, <laughs> you know, the majority of people are going to vie for that job. Right. Um, and yeah. now you're going to have all this debt assumed trying to get there and you're not going to make it's gonna, it. If you succeed at that, it, it's a very small chance and you're going to have a lot of mm-hmm. debt to pay off. Um, yeah. And, I think people think too is you get into this and you're just always going to be behind a pair of wrenches as a technician or installer. And you, you've interviewed enough people to know that the opportunity in this industry is so much more than that. So much more than that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, I think I have a kind of a similar, I, maybe this is why, you know, I kind of get along so well and we kind of jive together so well is because I, I have a very similar story. Um, I originally went to college for music, uh, for music education. I went on a scholarship. Um, I've been a drummer pretty much my whole life. Not my whole life. I got started when I was around 10. Um, but you know, band in high school, marching band. I was in the, the worship band at church. Um, mm-hmm. you know, still kind of involved in that scene. And I originally went to school for music and, you know, there's really two careers in music. If you go there for in college for music and that's music education, being a teacher or music performance, which is, you know, you're going to go be a percussionist for the Boston pops, or <laughs> if you're, you know, yeah. if you're lucky, you become a, a professional musician. Well, I remember I, I was like, well, you know, when I went to school, I was like, all right, I got a scholarship for music. Um, I guess I'll do music education because I was just thinking music performance. Like if I'm going to be a professional musician, I don't think I've ever heard like Neil Peart or, or Todd Suckerman or any of these drummers that, you know, big, you know, uh, like rush or, you know, any of these big rock bands, they don't ever talk about how they went to school for music performance. They just most times dropped out of high school and became rock stars. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, I was like, all right, I got to go for music education. Well, I remember sitting in a classroom with literally the entire freshman music ed um, class. It was me and probably 85, 90 other students. And the, the, I guess the, the Dean of the music school or whatever, I don't know what you call them. He was like, literally, he was like, take a look around you. We all turn and we're looking around. He's just like, one of you is going to get a job your first year out of college. Yeah. Yeah. I have never walked so fast. Literally, I I had just, I had just done some shadowing and I was like, eh, I don't like kids. Um, even I'm about to have one. And <laughs> I walked this, straight totally into my advice. I walked straight into my advisor's office and was like, I want to change my major right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I was like, <laughs> but yeah. that's not the case. You, you don't see heating and air companies saying, all right, uh, trade school class. One of you is going to get a job. No, it's the, it's literally the other way around. You have, yeah. you know, heating and air, plumbing, electrical companies everywhere looking for talent. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I've told multiple people this week. Listen, you could be on the on a bicycle riding through a neighborhood right now with the temperatures the way they are, and say you work on air conditioners, and you'd have more work than you know what to do with. And or you can you can roll you can walk up to a place and go, hey, I you know I started HVAC class yesterday, looking for a job. Boom, right on the spot. You know you're you're not you're not going to have to hunt for a job. It's more a case where you could sit in a classroom like that. And they would more say, okay, one of you is not going to get a job. The rest of you probably will. Uh, at that case, it's almost a complete opposite uh, of something like that. I, and, and, and in hindsight, I enjoyed it. But um, I'm, I'm really kind of glad that it didn't work out that way. Um, yeah. Because now, you know, it, music is a totally different world. And I, I'm pretty grateful for where I am at this point and and I see a lot more opportunity with this you know when we get into talking about purpose behind being a leader um for me it's about being able to have impact on people's lives and I feel and especially in our industry and being on the side of it I have so much more opportunity to have that impact on people um on the ground level than I could ever probably on the other side of it, uh, have I had I stuck with music? And I think it's a it's a much harder world to have an impact on than something like HVAC. Strangely enough, um, yeah, you know. oh yeah, yeah, and that's like um, I was you know I was talking with Dan on the podcast just recently about how like I mean obviously him and I are both you know kind of in the marketing advertising space, so it was in a little bit different context, but like you know, even in the residential home services industry, like you have, you have the opportunity to make an impact, not only on your family and your team, but also the, just the community you serve as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, if it's, if it's 110 degrees outside, you have the opportunity to help someone and their family not be super hot and sweaty uh, for one, but also just, you know, have a good experience with a local company. So, you know, in yeah. your, in your opinion, as you know, as the leader of a company, um, what does that what does that word impact mean? Like, what what kind of weight does that carry for you as a leader? Oh, impact. Um, I think that that so there there are really four areas for me. Years ago, I kind of sat down with this and and, and started to f- kind of flesh this out and. Um, wrap my head around it. And I, and I tried at the time, I tried to put a big initiative around this and it was the idea of, of uh, elevating four areas and, or, or in another word, in this case, impacting four areas. Uh, that was a community around us, uh, the people in the company, uh, the industry and, um, oh shoot. Now I've, I've forgotten my fourth one. It was that long ago, but, um, you know, the idea that we have these these areas that we can go into, you go in community, okay, how many companies in, in our space really take the time to focus on the community around them and how they're living and breathing inside of that community? Or are they, most companies, just focusing on trying to fix air conditioners every day? That is the foundation of what we do, sure. That's, that's a product we have, 
but are you know we have an opportunity to have a huge impact on people we walk in the homes of every single day through the involvement we have in the community are they seeing us go and help take care of um shoot uh, we i'm uh, just having a conversation this week with a group here that what they do is they work um with um young adults that are getting ready to go into college who have come out of the foster care system and really have a home and most of them have nothing. So they go to college with nothing and they go in a dorm with nothing. And so this group works to help provide them the basics, you know, bed sheets and uh, some different things to help them get started. So are they seeing us get involved with stuff like that? Uh, our, Our team, are they seeing, you know, are you, have an impact on the people who work directly around you and with you every single day. And what does that impact look like? You have the ability to affect more than just their paycheck. Um, Mm -hmm. So we have the ability greatly to impact how someone lives at home in in their personal life. Uh, Because I don't want you to show up and just be there for a paycheck. I want to have the opportunity to be invested in you past that. Um, Yeah. You know, as an, as an industry, what are we doing to, to impact how we do things for the future, how we're improving things um, around us um, instead of being in this constant battle with other companies and owners of I've got to beat this guy. I've got to beat that guy. You know, this guy does a terrible job at this. And yeah, we're going to have those conversations. You know, you've got those companies that everybody sits back and says, can you believe that they do this? But really that's not, moving anything forward you know how can we act within our industry to inspire others and impact how they do business so that you know we we lift all boats with that rising tide uh, and not just our own um and, and those are the three ones you know the the fourth one i think we chopped off at some point um but those were have always been three keys for me is to focus in on those those parts and um, and how how we put our heart behind it and how we use what we do uh, positively in those areas. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's 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 so important and like like you said, just being able to leave something better than you how you found it. Like that's mm-hmm. that's something that's you know that's huge for me is and and <laughs> something that will make me happy to see, but also something that will drive me nuts. Like I know I actually, I don't think my wife listens to the podcast, which (laughs) you should, but she knows for a fact that like, if I lend something to someone like um, my lawnmower and it gets returned to me in worse condition, like that is like one thing for me that like, it just drives me up a wall. Um, and, but the same can be said for the industry that you're in. You know, if you're listening to this and you're a plumber, garage door, roofer, landscaping, whatever it might be, someone along the way has lended you their time and their expertise to show you something. And so you can either, you know, take it with you and never pass it on to the next person, which in that case, you'd be leaving the industry worse off, or you can get better, hopefully, than that person was. And then pass it down to the next person Hmm. and for me like that's 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 huge impact for sure yeah 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 and and you saying that and i say i realized i totally remember my fourth one 
and it's one of the most important ones, and that's the homeowner. You know, the impact we have on homeowners, yeah. customers, and and what we're doing to elevate their lives, because uh, that's the end, end result, right? Is to is to help other people win. Um, that's a conversation Ryan Shoot and I had just the other day. Is at the basis of it. Yeah. That's really what we're trying to do. That's the impact that we have is is uh, helping other people win and uh, doing it in a trustworthy and grateful manner. Yeah. Yeah. And I, no, I'm, I'm super excited to see what you, what you bring to life with dream. Do, do I remember correctly or was this just my own idea? Are you, are you putting together like a children's book or something for it? <laughs> yeah. So, so this is just concept in the background right now. And because uh, branding and marketing are what I love the most uh, inside of what I get to do. Um, I enjoy just sitting back and going, hey, can, how can we speak to people uh, in a way that's different from what everybody else does? Rather than going, hey, can yeah. I offer you a, a tune up for $49 or buy a new system and all this kind of stuff? Like, no one really cares about that stuff at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, they don't, you know. Uh, they remember you by how, how you related to them uh, most of the time. And mm. so uh, yeah. part of it was, uh, so our mascot, the sheep, uh, his name is affectionately Bob, B-A-A-A-B, exclamation point. Um, thanks oh, to my daughter man. and wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bob, B-A-A-A-B, exclamation point. And uh, my, my wife and daughter came up with that. And uh, so we thought, what if we, what if we took Bob and made bedtime stories at him because our whole tagline is we do it right. So you can sleep tight. And so I thought, what if, what if we did a kid's bedtime story it has nothing to do with the air conditioning and just make these little stories yeah. about, you know, Bob chasing a dream and, and all the different things that happened in that process and just involve the kids in, in the brand uh, and speak to them as well. Cause at the end of the day, we're spending most of our time, with uh, usually a mom or a grandma or whatever it may be is usually a female of the house. Um, and yeah. there are a lot of times where there are kids involved to some degree. And uh, for me as a parent, for uh, a company to come in and engage and recognize that my children live in this house and are here and present and don't just treat them as uh, an obstacle to get their job done, you know, that means a lot. And uh, so that's yeah. always in the back of my head. So yeah, yeah, you you are correct. That is that is sitting there in the works. Yeah, you know that like you like you just said about the decision maker of the home, you know, typically being, um, you know, the, the wife or the spouse or or, or grandma. Um, I like that just. Like for, for me, like we see contact forms and web chats and stuff come through and we listen to calls. We see so many of those coming in a day, especially this time of year. I mean, I could open up the the email we've got dedicated to these contact forms. And there's probably, you know, 25 to 50 new emails every 30 minutes in there. But it's always, it seems like it's always when there's an emergency, like when they want an estimate, they just say, hey, I want to, you know, get a quote for a new system. But when the air conditioner is out, it is always the AC went out and my and my mom lives here and she has COPD and and the dog is panting. It's like it's always 
you know, it's, it's always, it's always something else. And like you said, it's usually, I have young kids, I have a newborn, I have an infant and it's 98 degrees in my house. Um, so that, that, that's so true. And that's why I was, you know, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the episode that I we just put out with Dan Antonelli, listen to that one next for sure, because we hit on that, um, you know, quite extensively as well about how, like, you know, these brands. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I'm sitting here looking at, at Bob, um, <laughs> on, <laughs> on this other screen. Um, and like, yeah, you know, if you're like, you know, like Mr. Macho man, and you're looking at this, you're just like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a sheep with a nice bow tie and a wrench, but like that is going to speak to that person in their time of need as something that they could trust. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's why yeah. branding is just key. I, I, well, and the, and the thing is the whole idea I've really sat back and thought about, um, a very specific case many years ago, we had a, uh, a carpet cleaning company come in and clean some rugs and, and couch and stuff like this. And um, they, the guy they sent, you know, seemed nice enough, but my wife is here at the time with a six month old, our son's six months old at the time. And she walks out of the bedroom and looks down the hallway and he is going through her purse. And uh, that, that was a moment that really kind of changed a lot of how I think about how we enter homes. And I said, I would never want to put someone in that kind of position. And so I think about, I I thought about my wife a lot in the creation of this brand, because she's also to my kind of target demographic. She's almost dead on my target customer uh, in so many different ways. And so I I sort of have that built in to sit back and go, Hey, I'm doing this. What are your thoughts on it? And I look for her first reaction. And if it's negative, I know I've missed the mark. And, um, and, and so the, the sheet Bob was kind of, I, I trusted kick charge completely to come up with something great. And in my head, I was already kind of going toward the direction of something like that. And then they, then when they showed it to me the first time, I went, no, this is exactly where I was hoping we would be. And, um, it fits right into the customer base is that it's friendly, it's inviting, and it it's not, you know, just another white van or just another name. There there's a yeah. personality behind it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, as we are beginning to wrap up, um, Mac, is there anything that I haven't hit on yet that you were hoping to uh, to chat about? Anything? I no, I have, I have, I have nothing on on my mind that we need to hit on. Um, right. I'm just excited, you know. I'm excited to sit here knowing that you know we have a great partnership going on, and um, I uh, and my whole goal with this is is to help as many people win in the process as possible. I think I told you that at the very beginning is uh, yeah. my goal is for you guys to win just as big as we do. And I'm just trying to keep that yeah. rolling with every relationship we have. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. And I definitely have, have enjoyed, you know, the opportunity to work with you so far. I know the team has, and we're, we're super stoked to, uh, to get this bad boy launched yeah. so that Bob can, yeah. can make his, his, his grand Bob debut. Come to life. So just yeah. wait, so I, just I, wait I, till honestly, we have the full size costume. Yes. 
I can't wait. So, you know, by the time this episode premieres, I imagine the site will be live and stuff like that. So, um, mm-hmm. for our listeners out there, how can they, how can they connect with you? How can they just, you know, if they want to chat with you a little bit more, just connect with you, stay in touch. How can they do so? Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure we're all in the, some of the same Facebook groups. Uh, so you can find me there, Mac Chambers. I'm probably lurking somewhere in the service Einsteins or something like that in the background. I'm in a lot of them. Uh, so you can find me through there. Um, you know, when the website launches, that's countondream.com. Uh, again, kept the sheep thing going. Um, or you can reach out to me through email at macchambers at countondream.com. You can find me one of those ways. That's right. Awesome. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking some time to join me on the show today. And I, hey, thank you so much for having me be part of it. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode and we will be seeing you all soon. Thanks for listening to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, powered by Rival Digital, helping business owners and industry professionals across the country stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing business landscape. We hope you learned something from this week's episode and don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast.